Hey everyone, this is Kyle. And this is Bryn. And you're listening to the Drop-In Podcast. A place to talk about holistic wellness for everyday living. Thanks, Thanks for, for dropping, dropping in. in. Hey everyone, uh, this is Kyle and you are listening to the Drop-In Podcast. I'm here with Bryn. Hello, hello. And uh, we are recording our very first episode of this podcast, Useful. Is it useful? That's what we decided to call it. (laughs) It's the real question. That's the real question. Is it useful? (laughs) Before we get into that, uh, why don't we start with some usefulness of what the Drop-In Podcast is all about. Do you want to kick us off there, Bryn? Sure. Um, Well, Kyle and I work at 188 which is a church that also um, runs a drop-in on a weekday basis. And yeah, I guess this kind of stems from some of our conversations with each other and with other people here and all the things that we see and learn and experience kind of just all in in one place and different conversations. So one thing I found so interesting, I don't know about you, Bryn, but I didn't even know that there was such a thing as 188, both in the respect of I had never heard of 188 before, but more than that, that there would be a church slash drop-in center. I I thought that was just, you know, Mm -hmm. I've heard of, you know, Salvation Army Mm -hmm. before and and Salome Mission, which clearly have a faith background attached to it. But, But this place in particular just seems so unique. So there's, there's this church slash drop-in center mm-hmm. that we are a part of, that we get to be a part of. Um, what's your experience with that, uh, considering, you know, your background and, and whatnot? Sure. Well, I, I guess even just to bounce off of what you're saying is we don't want to compare ourselves with anyone else, but it is really unique to kind of be in a place where um, for us, church looks like a drop-in center and yeah, just like being yeah, present in this space and that that is true on good days and bad days. And so, yeah, I don't know if that answers Absolutely. your question. Absolutely. And, and, and uh, I'm personally intrigued. I, I know what your background is, <laughs> but, but what, what is your background? Yeah. So I guess my most recent background piece of information that's useful here is that I am a social worker which comes with a lot of baggage sometimes. Like for Mm. some people, when they hear social worker, like they'll want to run away on the inside because there is like a hard history sometimes. Mm. And and from what I know of social workers, um, there's maybe a little bit of playful rivalry between social workers and counselors. (laughs) So the million dollar question is... And nurses and all the helping professions. (laughs) Who is actually better? We all need to work together. Uh, (laughs) Spoken like a true social worker. Yes. (laughs) I think the nurses would say something different. But that's just, you know, that's just me. Um, I I totally relate with your experience of Mm. feeling like there's baggage attached to uh, your your professional background. Sure. Um, My professional background Mm -hmm. is being a pastor. Right. I have a very vivid memory of sitting beside someone on the C-train in Calgary that I went to high school with. Mm. We hadn't seen each other for a couple of years. Hey, how's it going? What are you doing now? Oh, like I'm a pastor now. Right. It just flattened the conversation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, oh, oh, oh <laughs> what? There, there's this interesting thing going on that 
with holistic wellness, which is something that we, we aim at sure. here. That's, that's yeah, kind of totally. a foundation of what 188 is about. Faith is inevitably a part of that. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe faith, this, this elusive, mystical, almost sensitive topic Very, in, in this yeah. world we live in, is essential to coming to a place of holistic wellness. Mm -hmm. And at some point in the conversation, it's going to come up. Sure. Further to that point, like I, I did a practicum in a mental health center. And during that time, someone one time said, oh, we don't even talk about spirituality or ask about religion because it's just too sensitive of a topic, Mm -hmm. which I found fascinating because at the same time, we know that spirituality or faith regardless of what your background is is so key to being human and finding meaning and making meaning in life and so yeah that's a really interesting thought uh one of the questions that i am often asked is is what you're doing useful Hmm. and one thing specifically that probably would take up a majority of my time is sitting with people in my office and shooting the breeze, (laughs) talking about nothing. People come in, they sit beside me, and, and I have lost track of the hours of talking about nothing, talking about the weekend, talking about sports, talking about art, talking about TV shows, talking about the past, talking about the future, talking about the weather. And the, the question is, is it useful? That, that, w- that would be a question that, that someone would ask me. And, and the reason I think I'm acutely aware of this is because previous positions that I've had as a pastor, this kind of thing would not be the majority of my job description sure, and, yeah. and it, certainly not of my, of my weekly schedule. In fact, if, if it were, I would be strongly questioned. Are, are you sure that you know, you're doing... Are you doing, called to this? Uh, were you called to this? Yeah, like really... Do you belong around the water cooler? <laughs> What's happening here? Yeah. And I know even saying this uh, openly on a public forum, it probably makes some people a little bit uncomfortable. What? That Kyle does what? Right. He, he must be a volunteer because surely he's not paid to do that. What? You're not paid to talk about the weather? Uh, isn't that a normal thing? So the, the question, is it useful, comes into play. So I guess uh, from there, we have the, the question, is, is useful the right word and 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 what does using that word useful imply what what does all this uh, bring bring up in your mind so uh i'm gonna disrupt the train of this conversation and say that i think the it starts at understanding or maybe redefining the word nothing like i don't think talking about the weather and talking about your pet and talking about your son who just went to saskatchewan is nothing like i think that it's also like how people say, oh, I just went home and did nothing all night. And yeah, I just sat in front of the TV and had a nap and 
then went to bed. Like it was just nothing. It was a waste of time. <laughs> and I mean, I guess it just the nothing or whatever the something is just holds whatever value you give it. And so I would argue that the nothing is something and that something is important. I totally love your interjection there. Um, <laughs> the assumption, as you say, that these small talk conversations and the examples you give of uh, doing nothing right. at nighttime, as if it has no value. Right. It, that, what, what it essentially is doing is pointing to a worldview. And I, yeah. I think the same worldview as using the word useful to describe the work that you do. Right. There's this hypothesis or, or this language theory popularly known as the Sapir-Whorfian hypothesis. And what essentially the thought is, is language affects the way we think. The way we use language affects the way we think about the world and the way we interact with it. And I think this is so true of the word useful. And nothing. And nothing. Mm -hmm. Because with that, there is this value system. Totally. And can you speak to that, uh, that perception or, or idea of a value system in the context of what we do here? Oh, sure. I think that... From the outside, if someone were to walk in and see us talking about the weather or see us filling up sugar, a sugar container 20 times in a day, not actually, but like pretty close, <laughs> um, or giving the same person another toothbrush again, like what is the use in that? Absolutely. Hmm. I think when it comes to wellness, a place that we could arrive at uh, of agreement between people that find themselves on the useful end of the spectrum would be that there's this hope that the people around us and the people that, that would frequent a place like 188 drop-in would find wellness. Mm -hmm. And what you and I notice, because we are immersed in it, is that the wellness they're looking for and the wellness that they're trying to find that journey looks very different than someone who is maybe working five blocks away in a mm -hmm. high rise. And it, it, the, the life circumstances are radically different. Likely, the life background is radically different. And there's certain paradigms that a position of privilege might not fit in the kind of place of someone that's, say, homeless. Sure. And I think also that we, everyone meets each other at different points in their journey. So the fact that, I don't know, the need for toothbrushes and socks is so high is meeting a person where they're at in that point of their journey, whereas I might have a toothbrush at home, but that doesn't mean I'm not processing my own thing and on my own journey and taking my own steps forward in, in different ways. And so I think you're right where we have these perceptions or ideas or expectations that everyone's at the same part of their journey and, and that's when they become purposeful or become useful or, or when life is really good. But we just, 
I think can all attest to the fact that that's not really true all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think another thing playing into that is at a core level. It's at, at a very deep, I might even suggest systemic level in, in our society that, that places something like wellness or success at a graded value system in, in our life. That in order to be quote unquote successful or to have a kind of purpose or a meaning that actually is tangible and, and actually holds value, you need to be progressing in some way. And that progression is deeply influenced, maybe even defined by the very culture that we find ourselves in. And um, I, I think that this creates a great deal of tension between, like I mentioned earlier, someone that maybe works several blocks away in a very well-paying position and someone that frequents uh, the, the drop-in here. So I, I, I think what I'm pointing at is, is this, this paradigm of success it's not just a business idea, but, but it's actually a, a worldview. And I think that this worldview of I need to be progressing better and becoming better, I would suggest is antithetical to the very roots of faith that, that we hold and the foundation that a place like 188 would be built on. So give me your thoughts, your, your comments and disagreements <laughs> with that. Oh boy, I'm still like processing it all. Um, yeah, I definitely hear what you're saying. Well, maybe I'll just clarify quickly mm-hmm. um, that I guess our culture just expects progress, whatever that, or, progress towards success, whatever that might look like. Is that kind of what, mm-hmm. We're, mm-hmm. what we're going off of here? Okay. Yeah, that's, that's huge. And I think even in, in this conversation, we're discussing how maybe wellness, whatever that means or whatever. I mean, there's so many pieces to what that could mean. How in some ways that's our goal, like what we're progressing towards. And I mean, I would, <laughs> I think that it's a worthwhile goal, but it's still another version of expectation or expect or or growth or like the next step kind of thing um which I don't know I think I think we're people are created to have hope and and dream and and want to do the next thing but I think that sometimes different values can make that really complicated and like messy and almost hurtful when it could be also very helpful so, so is it just an issue of managing the expectations around the, the kind of wellness you're going to journey in through or, or through? Or, or is there, in your experience of guiding someone to, to wellness, mm-hmm. is there a hope for progress? Is, is there checkpoints or, or milestones or these kind of things. How, how, how do you balance that tension? Well, I think for me, it's not even right for me to, to assume responsibility for anyone else's life or choices. 
I, I don't know. I think everyone is has the right to self determination and and the ability to know what their own goals are. And so, if I see someone or meet with someone who is experiencing several different challenges from different places, I'm I might have my own opinion of where they should start. But at the end of the day, it is their choice, and and the best thing I can do is meet them where they're at and and I think at least and and start with where they're feeling motivated um, and address the issue that they see as most difficult perhaps I, and I think what you're hitting on right there is so central to the tension that that we're talking about with with usefulness right. because um, many donors would have especially if if the dollar amount is significant <laughs> would would have an idea that this individual that you are meeting with, mm -hmm. whoever, fill in the blank, is meeting checkpoints and that, that those milestones and checkpoints might look a certain way. And, and, and there might be then, uh, on your part, this, this perceived pressure to guide that person to, to this place of wellness that that the donor is hoping for to for the other person for, for the other person so how do, like what <laughs> what does that look like what when when you're meeting yeah. with someone uh, and and what's your experience with that here sure well I would say pretty minimal but also let's say I wanted to become an astronaut I suck at math okay <laughs> clearly that's the like if, if someone were to look at me, they wouldn't say, oh, Bryn, for sure can be an astronaut. <laughs> I barely passed whatever grade 12 pre-cal. So, <laughs> <laughs> so to someone else, the approach might be like, well, let's work on the math skills first. Let's work on the skills sure. that like you're super lacking in. But maybe I want to be like, oh, I love the spacesuits. Let's design my spacesuit. <laughs> and <laughs> of course... That's like the least important thing in the moment. But if if we start there and like maybe it will only become useful later on or maybe that will be like, oh, actually, now that I have the spacesuit, I don't know what to do with it because I can't do anything with it. So now I'm going to go learn math. You know, like there I don't think we can have these like set out A, B, C steps for all of the things we want to achieve in life. Sure, there's maybe some that are more efficient, but what I would learn after building my spacesuit before <laughs> learning math might be just as useful down the road. And, and you might only arrive at that, kind of what I'm hearing you say, yeah. if you know the specific person. Sure, And yeah. you know the actual situation yeah. that you're speaking into. That, that's kind of pretty much the backbone of, of what, what 188. Yeah, and know, even goes back to on. talking about nothingness where like talking about someone's pet or the weather or their son is not nothing because that builds the relationship. And I knew, found something new about someone that I didn't know before. And, and that stuff might be important to someone or probably is. And so it can be important to me too, as I, I don't know, walk through life alongside someone. And like, I would hope for someone I don't know if I were to say something meaningless to what I perceive to be meaningless to my friend, they, if they're my friend, will likely hear the value in it. So 
I think from, from my perception, we are in a place where um, the paradigms of privileged upper social classes, those don't work here in the same way they would in a suburb neighborhood. Sure. And uh, because of that, we're forced to think differently. We're forced to um, approach wellness and conversations and, and these kind of things in a different way because it's, it's just the fact that when I sit down with someone in my office, there's every likelihood that almost everything I say will be forgotten before they leave my my office door. Mm-hmm. The, you, you know, um, that, that the value of me giving a cup of shampoo will be infinitely more valuable than a dialogue about wellness or, or overcoming fear or, you know, these things mm-hmm. um, that, that a person um, in a different mental health space might respond differently to. Yeah, that just really reminds me of that saying, like, people won't always remember what you say, but they'll remember how you make them feel. And I, as, I don't know, outdated as that saying might be, (laughs) I think it's so real and so relevant and so true, where the way we create a safe space or a welcoming space or a peaceful space or whatever it is, how, how we do that and how it works for us here will look different than how it will work in another place because of the uniqueness of our situation and and the people that we work with every day and and talk with yeah and it really is an everyday kind of journey for sure and one of the things that i learned very quickly here moving to winnipeg um, i moved into the north end of winnipeg which statistically is Canada's largest unofficial First Nations reserve. I think it's over 30,000 that that, uh, would represent that Mm -hmm. population. I was told very early on, if you want to build a meaningful relationship with someone from a First Nations background, you have to set aside all of your upper-class evangelical Christian presuppositions and paradigms, because those will not work. Mm -hmm. I was told that if I ever want to offer advice, I should bite my tongue, because the best advice that I can give is listening. Mm -hmm. Uh, what, what What is your experience with that? Well, I think that as I was hearing you talk, what came to mind was what it's like going to someone else's house and you haven't been there before and you don't know the house rules yet. And when you walk in, do you leave your shoes on? Do you take them off? Do you put, which side of the sink do you put your dishes on that are dirty or, or can you get up to go to the washroom during a meal? You know, like all these things that every family will do different, but like you're not going to not do the house rules when you're in the house because it's not your house. And so... I, I don't know, I have had ex- several cross-cultural experiences outside of Canada and then, of course, being a white person in Canada. And I, I, I love what you said of, like, anytime you want to say something, bite your tongue, because at the end of the day, while we share space, it's important to acknowledge, I don't know, I think it's important to acknowledge who we're sharing conversation with, at least. Mm-hmm. And... 
and knowing where they're, or trying to understand at least, or ask the questions or, or take the risk and, and try and understand or try to meet someone where they are rather than expecting them to f just move on into our house or like live in our, with our house rules. And, and with that, yeah, with, with that advice, um, I just totally realized in myself how, you know, how much pride and uh, assumptions mm -hmm. that I had going into it. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, th there, there's this genuine desire for, that, that I have for all people to have wellness, but, but for me to think that I have answers right. and without even <laughs> knowing the person. Who has the answers? You know, <laughs> you know that's just, it, it's an approach that just doesn't work. And yeah. the relational currency, if I can use that term, mm -hmm. is just absolutely crucial. There's a number of First Nations guys here at 188 that I have had the absolute privilege of getting to know and, and had many of those, you know, nothing useless conversations uh, mm -hmm. that, that I referred to that, you know, because of those conversations, I have actually been invited in to life-to-life -life conversations. Right. And, and it's through those moments that I'm able to participate in the journey toward wellness because I'm invited into it. Right. I haven't invited myself yeah. into it. If, 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 I, if I were to have invited myself into it, all that would happen would be the individual would, would think, oh, well, now I know that mm -hmm. you just have assumptions. Great. That's really good for you. Hmm. End of conversation, right. you know? And I think that also highlights just like the, the acknowledgement of we're on the same level. Like we're, we're on a journey through life together. Maybe our, our journey looks a little different, but we can, we can talk about it together and be kind of on the same page, even in this one conversation. Like I think that is really key where we, our assumptions acknowledge that we don't have it figured out either. We are in a place of shared humanity. Yes, that's and, a good and, language for it. And <laughs> I, I'm, I'm no better than you. I, I haven't reached a place of yeah. betterness totally. and, and higher value. Yeah. I'm not dispensing my value and lording it over you. We're, right. we're very much in this together. Yeah. And your life choices do not disqualify your value right. as a human. Yeah, and I think a, a key distinction there too is not I'm the worst with you. Like together we're the the worst. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> together absolutely. life sucks. Yes. Sometimes that's true, but also that no, actually together we're equally valuable people, and we're equally, I don't know, worthy of love, and we're equally trying hard, and we're like it. It doesn't have to be this like self-deprecating thing. We're in this together. It can be like just a very honest. Like, what was the word you said? Something humanity. Uh, shared humanity. <laughs> shared humanity as, as worthwhile, valuable people. <laughs> hey, this, is, uh, this has been fun. Yeah. It's been, it's been a good conversation. Um, some additional resources that maybe I could point some of our listeners to. A couple books that would come from a Christian perspective, however, pushes against maybe some of the, the paradigms we've, we've described of mainstream evangelical Christianity. First one would be In the Name of Jesus by Henry Nouwen, and the second one would be Immeasurable 
by Sky Jathani. Maybe I could try to post some links to this in, yeah, in some call. comments or mm -hmm. um, I don't even know how that works, but uh, sure we'll, there's a way. Well, where there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> and I, I think I have the, yeah, I do. I'll, I'll oh, post good. those. I, how about, how about for you? What, what, what would you point the listeners to? Yeah. So if you're not as much of a reader or even if you are, sometimes it's helpful to also just like try doing something different in life. So a thought that came to mind was when I was younger, I, well, actually not too much younger than I am now. Last I, week. Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> like two years ago. I learned a little bit about gardening and I just thought if we plant something, there has to be a purpose. It has to be useful. It has to be able to be something that we eat. And so I told my mom, like, why on earth would you waste good garden space for flowers? Like, come on. <laughs> you can't do anything with them. <laughs> and she said, well, Bryn, their purpose is to be beautiful. And it took me a really long time to realize that. So all that, that was a really long ramble just to say, try doing something this week that doesn't make sense to you or seems like kind of useless or kind of purposeless and just see what happens after it like take some time to reflect of like why does that feel uncomfortable why does that feel like I'm being lazy why does it feel like I don't know I don't understand why and maybe you'll be surprised and maybe you'll just come out more rested than you were before we'll see that's an awesome thought experiment I uh I definitely encourage the same thing. Well, thanks everyone for dropping in to our <laughs> drop-in podcast. We will be taking suggestions. Uh, people can post in the comments for, for different ideas and uh, maybe some different things you want to hear about what happens here at 188. Until then, 